Mm.
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom afternoon, people of God. Shalom afternoon, church. Please, I believe you are all doing well. to Jesus glory to Jesus I thank God for your lives by the special grace of God myself and my family we are doing well the Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus amen hallelujah share the link share the link invite your friends and loved ones share the link please share the link share the link share the link invite all your friends and loved ones invite your enemies invite your frenemies invite your exes invite anybody connected to you tell them that the fire of God is raining over here they should come and receive a touch of the Lord hallelujah God bless you. God bless you. The Lord bless you. All right, the Lord bless you all and keep you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. It is my prayer that this afternoon, whatever the Lord has purpose to give to your destiny will be released into your hands. You will not miss it. Anytime there is a gathering like this, God has somebody in mind. 
God has people in his heart to touch. There are some of them the Lord will break delay from their lives. There are some of them the Lord will send helpers to their destinies. There are some of them the Lord will preserve their marriages. There are some of them the Lord will release unction for the work of the ministry. There are some of them the Lord will open their eyes to carry dimensions of gifts and anointing. There are some of them the Lord will open the treasures of heaven and pour down the rain of financial increase on them. So everybody gathered here has a certain part of his or her life that God will touch. That is why sometimes our prayer points are highly limited. Because it makes it look like it is only one person that the Lord will touch. But then as we speak in tongues corporately, the anointing of the Spirit will begin to work miracles. And this is the reason why there are times you might not even be located, you know, to be prophesied upon. But then you might be the one that will come with a testimony. So it means the anointing of the Lord is moving across every angle. It doesn't matter whether you are called upon to be prophesied to, or so long as you are here, there is something that the Lord is doing on your life. Are you listening to me? So long as you are here. And you need to have that mindset so that you will not miss what God has planned for your life. Hallelujah. All right. The Lord will touch your destiny and you will leave this place with a tangible testimony in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The hand of the Lord will touch you in a unique way in Jesus' precious mighty name. May the Lord preserve your feet. You will not die before your time in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There is a young boy that I'm seeing right now that is trying to... I see the boy has been electrocuted. And I heard a name like Ako, Ako. So please, if there is any young boy around you or in your family that bears the name Ako, please be careful and tell the parents of the child to be very careful. May the Lord preserve the life of that young boy in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. That witchcraft manipulation will not be made manifest in his life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, the counsel of the Lord shall stand. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let your will be done. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Please, let's take note, God willing, this evening we are going to meet for prophetic training where we will teach more on the angelic. And I'm handling the matter of guardian angels and um, we'll go a little bit deeper into the guardian angels. Hallelujah. To so make sure you don't miss that moment. God bless you, my son. Vena, God bless you. God bless you. I hope you are doing well.
Yes, please. And this night at exactly 11.30 p.m. GMT, we are meeting right here, even for a crossover prophetic prayer moment as we cross over into the month of September. Hallelujah. Let me say something. Let me say something. The month of September is a prophetic month. Amen. If you are listening to me and you have ever received any prophecy that you have a, pro- a prophetic gift or you are called to be a prophet or a prophetess, I beg you, don't joke with September. Are you listening to me? And in the month of September, I'm going to have more time for School of the Prophets. We are going to enter into a moment of fasting and I will give you some keys, School of the Prophets. Please, if you have not received a prophecy that you will be a prophet, neither will you have any gift in that manner. Don't, don't join us. I will just give a general, um, you know, direction that those that are called into the prophetic I'll give you some wonderful secrets that the Lord wants me to give. Hallelujah. Yes, we are going to do the three days dry in, in September. So by tomorrow, you will hear the actual day. Hallelujah. The three days dry. What do you mean to our old school of the prophets platform? Spirit of the Lord, come upon you. What is fasting? You won't go to open your eyes. Some of you, you want to be eating banquets apart, then your eyes are open. Who taught you that? Huh? The banquet visions will soon soon. Huh? Hallelujah. God bless you, my daughter Bulgen. God bless you and favor you. Omar, God bless you. Bennett, God bless you. Hallelujah. Wendy Gold, the Lord bless you. Amen. Kate Thompson, God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. So please, people of God. The month of September is highly prophetic highly highly prophetic i'm telling you and if you are sensitive you will catch a lot of things if you are sensitive to the things of the spirit you will catch a lot of things and i'm going to help us generally on how to be spiritually inclined to the spirit realm hallelujah certain things we need to do and certain things we need to stop doing are you listening to me? If you're able to go by them, within that period of 30 days, oh, something serious will happen to your spiritual life. Something serious will happen to your spiritual life. So please don't joke. Hallelujah. Alright. The Lord bless you. And favor you all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.
All right. Now, I made us understand that when we're on the mountain, I said that there are some angelic beings Can you all hear me, please? All right, great, great. Now, listen to me, child of God. In your walk on this earth, you were never made to be alone. Are you listening to me? You were never made to be alone. God, in his wisdom, has allocated certain beings to your life. And these beings are known as guardian angels and they are supposed to help you fulfill the assignment that the Lord has given to you. Now it will even shock you to know the depth of the works of these angelic beings around your life. It will shock you for you to know that even your liver has a being that is watching over it. Even your, your kidneys have a being that is watching over them. Every part of your life has beings that God has assigned to watch over. Are you following? Good. But the problem that we have is that first, we don't know. And because we do not know, it blocks a lot of things that we are supposed to do in order to involve ourselves even in the spiritual assignment of these angels. Are you listening to me? Now you see, in the realm of the spirit, ignorance is a dangerous thing. Because whatever you don't know, it becomes very difficult for you to benefit from it. Very, very, very difficult. So the lack of knowledge we have concerning angels and our guardian angels is actually the reason why many good things are slipping out of our hands. Because if we had this knowledge, you wouldn't have gotten to a certain point in your life where you would develop a problem with your lungs where you would develop a problem with your liver, where you would develop a problem with your kidneys. Now, because we do not know these things, we ignorantly do certain things that would destroy these parts of our bodies. For example, many people just want to take in energy drinks so that they will be, they will be strong and fit for a moment. But they don't know that these same energy drinks 
are putting so much pressure on their hearts and certain part of their bodies. So you will see young, young boys and girls having stroke at a certain tender age, all because they kept on taking in certain things they had no knowledge about. Are you listening to me? Somebody said, my church elder died just yesterday due to kidney problem. Look at that. Look at that. When you know that there is an angel that is watching over your kidneys, there is a certain light that will come on you that you will know how. You see, your kidneys will not just be something that is filtering your blood for you to get urine keke. No! David said, even my reins will praise the Lord. And when he speaks of reins, he's actually talking about the kidneys. There is a certain ability, there is a tendency in his kidneys to praise the Lord. Now you see, because we lack this knowledge, in fact, the day God began to open my eyes on these guardian angels and what they do, I was like, ah. So what is actually happening to men? And what I heard, the greatest problem is ignorance. We just don't know. And sometimes, eh, the, the, sad, the, the part that is so sad is that when somebody is enlightened and the person is now trying to help us, we will say, mm, this one is not in the Bible. Now, you see, we oppose what... <laughs> This one is not in the Bible. I see the Spirit of the Lord. Now, you see, one of the things we need to understand as children of God is the matter of the Bible. Are you listening to me? We really need to understand some of these things as children of God. The Bible said, Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman who need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, do you understand what that scripture actually means? Mostly we focus on the side that it says, steady to show yourself approved unto God. So we just start putting some verses in our brains, so that whenever we stand somewhere we can quote. That's no studies. Now, when you go further, that same verse, it didn't end there by saying steady to show yourself approved of the God. He said, a workman. A workman. That means someone who is at work. What is he at work with? The Bible now went further to say, rightly who need not to be ashamed. So as for the work there, you are a workman. You are working. Who are you working with? God. You are working with God. That is why it is in your in depth of study that the God you are working with, you will be approved in his sight. But the Bible has actually defined 
how you will work with God for you to be approved. The Bible says, if you are somebody who is working with God and you don't want to be ashamed, it means it is possible to work with God and be ashamed. So how then can I work with God and not be ashamed? The Bible is telling you that rightly dividing the word of truth. So you need to know how to divide the word of truth rightly. Are you getting the point? It means that you can divide the word of truth wrongly. Are you listening to me? For example, when you meet a pastor who says that it is in the Bible that when people sinned, they took sheep to the priest for the priest to kill the sheep and use his blood to cover the sins of the people. So whenever you sin, you need to bring a certain lamb so that they will use the blood of the lamb to wipe away your sin. Is it not in the Bible? No, is it not in the Bible? It is in the Bible. But then, why are you not doing it? That is why we really need to be careful. You see, that many of us, we, we mostly ask questions like, is it biblical? Now, when we say something is biblical, do you understand? What you, you actually think is that, is it in the Bible? That's what you are thinking. But hey, be enlightened. Be enlightened. Else, this same Bible can lock your destiny. If you don't know, I'm telling you. Huh? Sometimes when you visit shrines, you see Bible there. Bible, you see Bible there. Shrine, shrine. So now, what is the issue? The problem is that many of us are not dividing the word of truth rightly. So the thing is, we are no more just looking at the fact that the thing is in the Bible. We are looking at the point whether you have divided it rightly. Now, you let me bring it first to the literal sense of the division. If that word divide there, first, let's take it to be a literal division. If you take your physical Bible that is in your hands, the Bible has actually been divided already into two. Is that not so? The Old Testament and the New Testament. So there is a clear division over here. Have you ever asked yourself that question? Why do we have Old Testament and New Testament? Why? Why are they all not together?
listening to me? And in fact, if you take time to study, you will realize that there are Christians, uh, Christians who, who do not even believe in the Old Testament. They are Christians. They don't believe in the Old Testament. Have you ever seen Gideon's Bible before? That small blue Bible. The one they used to share to us when we were in school, way back in primary school and those kind of things. The only part of the Old that they believe, that one Christ, not even part of the Old Testament. It is only Psalms and Proverbs, that's all. The rest is from Matthew to Revelation. They are Christians. Now the question is, is it a good thing for them to do that? No. It will shock you to even know that there are certain people who claim to be the followers of the God of Israel. Now don't forget, we all, we are children of the God of Israel. I hope you know that. There are people who claim to be the followers of the God of Israel who only believe in what we call the Torah, which is the five books of Moses, from Genesis to Deuteronomy. Yeah, that's the only thing they believe. Every other book, they don't believe it. Now, see, there are a whole lot of controversies here and there. It is why some people are very funny. You will see a man who is saying that is it biblical? Um, is divorce a biblical thing? What it means to that man is that if he finds divorce in the Bible, it means divorce is biblical. So he can also divorce. Look at that. No, just look at, listen to yourself. And I'm telling you, definitely you will find scriptures. Huh? You will find scriptures that speaks about divorce. Plenty of them. Plenty. If I even find scriptures that speak much more about polygamy, how Solomon married 300 wives and he had 700 concubines. One man thousand. One man thousand. So somebody say, eh, it is in the Bible to so me too, I will marry. Now, you see, that's what people are doing to themselves. Is it not in the Bible? Is it not in the Bible? Is it not in the Bible? Now, the word of the Lord is telling you that. You see, the whole Bible is the word of God's truth. But the Bible said, we need to divide it rightly. What does it mean to divide the word of truth rightly? If you don't get these things, you will miss a lot of things, O people of God. You will miss a lot of things. The problem many of us have is that we just don't know the matters of the old covenant and the new covenant. That's our problem. That's the first problem. 
And many of us, when we even go to church, our pastors don't even have that time to teach us these things. They are only telling us that God is going to bless you. Somebody lift your leg and shout, yeah. And we are just shouting, yeah, with our ignorant head. Because we are all looking for breakthroughs. And we have, you see that, you see our problem. I'm not saying breakthroughs are not important. They are. But hey, your life is arranged. You need to sit down on your buttocks and study God's word. Are you listening to me? There is why there are many of you. You are Christians. You have been you have been a Christian for over eleven years. Still, the Bible looks like a storybook to you. Because when you wake up every morning, you just try and read some few verses and put one in your brain and get out of your room, and you feel okay. I've studied the Bible. Show. We. This, this person is calling him or herself a, a solid Christian. You run. I'm telling you, you run away. Because till date, many of us still don't understand the concept of the Bible. We don't even know what the Bible is talking about. We don't know the beginning and we don't even know the end. And we don't even know where we are because beginning to never be a Meanwhile, the whole plan of God, the whole counsel of God, from the beginning of creation to the end of creation, is spelled out in the Bible. Still, we don't want to know. We only want to know about our issue. And what is God saying about my beloved? Will I marry him? Even though it is important, but if you don't even know the general plan of God for your life and for the entire creation, how can you even fit in God's plan? Huh? Many of us don't even know where we fit in the whole plan of God. You mean we are too selfish. Everything is about ourselves. And what is God saying about me? And who am I? What am I going to do? What am I? What am I? I, 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 sir. Maybe you don't like what I'm, what I'm teaching. I'll teach. Oh, I'll teach. Mm, that's one of my assignments. You can't come here and shout, yes, yes, and go away with empty head. I'll, I'll bring it to you in your dreams. You will learn. Because you see, if you, if you go into history, you will cry for many Christians. If you go into church history, how people sold their own houses because they said rapture is coming. They gave the date, 24th May. Rapture is coming. People started selling their homes and they were giving the money to people. They were all standing on, on the park. Some of them went to where they, they bought white gown so that at least they will look like the angels when they descend. Some, 
He did not wear boxes, nothing, just white gown. Waiting for the rapture experience. Now, what I'm talking to you about is centuries ago, centuries ago. Now we are here. The rapture has still not come. Now, what do you fear, man? You come and meet me there. Now, now, why did this thing happen? Many people became homeless. Christians, so they became so broke and homeless. Why? Because they, they, they did not have the light. Of scripture. This is why we need to be very careful. I'm telling you, we really need to be careful. Some of you have been Christians for over 30 years. Still, you don't know what the Lord has said in His Word concerning the end times. No, like when you are there, how do you feel? When you are there and you, do, you know you don't know the matters of the end times, how do you? It will okay. Put me down. Huh? You see, some of us, eh, when we are there and we, we sense that we don't know something in detail in the matters of the word of God, we lose our peace. We just can't sleep. I'm telling you, we lose, we just want to know, oh Lord, help, we want to know, because there's a vacuum in our souls, and we need to fill that vacuum with the knowledge of God's truth. Because there are many of us, what has now occupied our hearts, we just want to marry. As good as marriage is, if you still don't even have the light of God's word, you will marry for many wrong reasons. I'm telling you. So you see, take your time and study. We are not just doing the thing because it is in the Bible. We never found out anywhere that Jesus took his bath. Does that mean that bathing is not biblical so you shouldn't bath? Look at you. the Lord help us. Now, what I'm telling you eh, might sound funny, but many people have lost their lives because of ignorance. I'm telling you, many Christians, there are some of you who are still in bondage because you don't. Don't you know that sometimes when you don't know something, there is a certain fear of the unknown that will try to grip your heart and your mind. Don't you know? We need to be 
enlightened. So you see, the word of the Lord says that we need to rightly divide the word of truth. Now, the Bible, when you picked your Bible, the first day you bought a Bible, you realize that it has been divided into Old Testament and New Testament. Why Old Testament and why New Testament? Are they different? If they are different, where are the differences in the midst of these testaments? If as a child of God you don't know this one, there's a problem somewhere. I'm telling you. If you don't know this, there's an issue. Are you listening to me? One of the issues that you will have if you don't know this is that you will mix the Old and New Testament. You mix everything. Are you getting the point? Obed Kafra and you live your life through that kind of mixture. And it, it is a dangerous thing. It is like mixing old wine and new wine and putting everything in a bottle. The bottle will burst. Because the new wine is strong, but the old, old wine is fermenting. And whenever something is fermenting, it will produce gas. So if you get a small container and you put it in, you will burst the bottle. Haven't you seen where you sometimes your soul below will be there for two weeks. By the time you realize, boom, that's what, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. It has fermented. And what it means is that it can no longer be in that container. You would need a bigger one. And that's what many of us are trying to do. We are trying to bring the Old Testament and the New Testament together and put it in ourselves. You become a, a, a time bomb. <laughs> are you listening? You will be a bombo. And what you will say from your mouth to people, you will kill them. Because we're now a bomb dada. Are you listening to me? And that we have a lot of men of God who are doing this. They mix everything. Everything. All because it is in the Bible. We need to be very careful. The Bible said, if you don't want to be ashamed as a workman, then divide the word of truth rightly. Rightly. Very, very important. So in the times of old, whenever people sin, for example, whenever a man of God comes to you and says, Oh, Charlie, nobody is born a sinner. What will you tell that man of God? Now, I see that many of you, maybe in a way you might have believed this, that whenever somebody is born, a child is, that child is never a sinner. Is that not what they've told us?
Can you all hear me, please? Some of you don't, you don't, you don't know how to talk. You are afraid for your, your pastors. of God. The fact that the thing is in the Bible does not mean do it. Our lives have been regulated. And our lives have been regulated by what we call the new covenant. The new covenant. It is by this new covenant that we can call ourselves Christians. And even the word Christian is not our name. Are you listening to me? And if I tell you our original name, some of you might think it is blasphemy. But that's our true name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lady Pastor Stella, God bless you. I hope everything is fine. Because the word of the Lord said, when the disciples went to Antioch, the people of Antioch saw them and they said, Ah, these people, the way they talk, the way they do their things, the way they walk, is exactly like Christ. They, are, they, they, they do everything like Christ. So they are Christians. So the name Christian did not even come to us from God. It came from Gentiles. Are you following? But then, if you want to know our true identity, we are not Christians. We are Christ's. <laughs> Listen to me. You are not the Christ. But you are Christ. You are not the Christ, but you are Christ. Are you are you are you catching it? You need this, oh you really need this, I'm telling you. Now, when you read the Old Testament, when people sin, they wait till the end of the year. Then they will all bring the alarm. And that end of the year, after they kill the lamb, they now launch themselves into a new year. So they will bring the alarms, and then they will the priests will kill the lamb and sprinkle the blood of the lamb on the family, then they will go. Then the next family will come. But then some of the blood will be poured into a certain basin so that all the blood of all the animals that will come from various families will be mixed. And after they are mixed, the priest who will enter into the most holy place will carry it and go straight in front of the Ark of the Covenant. Then he will sprinkle some on the mercy seat. Then the presence of God, the Shekinah glory of God will appear. When that glory of God appears, it is a sign 
that God has accepted their sacrifice. And what it means is that from that moment to the end of that year, their sins have been covered, not wiped off or taken away. It has been covered. Now you see, even though their sins were covered for a year, there were some, some, some of the people, God in fact spoke to Moses and said, if somebody does this, stone the person to death. Hey. The person whose sins have been covered, there are certain things that when they do, they will stone them to death. Even though they are sins. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now, if the same God is the God we are serving, why is it that when we also sin, we don't carry a lamb to a certain priest? Why? Because God has created a different covenant, which is called the new and better covenant. According to the word of God, it is better than the one that God established between himself and the nation Israel. Because this new covenant, God established it between himself as a father and himself as the son. So that covenant is actually not between God and man. It is between God and himself. Are you listening to me? So, when God wanted to establish that better covenant, He established it between the Father and the Son. And He said, anybody that will now believe in the Son has joined that covenant. And it was so beautiful, when God the Father was about to establish that covenant with the Son, He began to release promises on the Son. And God promised the Son many things. He even promised His Son his throne and his entire kingdom. So no wonder when Jesus, after resurrection and ascension, he sat on the throne of the Father. For the kingdom of the Father has been given to him. So whenever you believe in the Lord Jesus, according to the book of Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 31, When God was now prophesying through the prophet Jeremiah that a certain new covenant is coming and that covenant will not be like the one that God established with their fathers. It will not be like the one that God established with Moses and the people of Israel. But this new covenant that God will establish, God began to tell us some of the things that are connected to, the, to that new covenant. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31, the Bible says, Look, days are coming. Now, God was speaking to Jeremiah, the prophet, and he was declaring it in his time. And was telling the people that, look, some days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. I am going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel 
and the house of Judah. So beautiful. Now, if you listen to my message on the Israel of God, you will know the true Israel. So who is the Israel of God? Those of you who have listened to that message, who is the Israel of God? I need an answer now, else we will not continue. Good. The Lord Jesus Christ is God's Israel. Are you listening to me? So God was actually saying that there are days to come that I will establish a covenant with my son. The people could not catch it because at that time they were the only Israel that existed. But they didn't know that when God speaks of Israel, he is looking at his own son. Hallelujah. And I have a lot of scriptures that I've, I gave out for you to know that um, parallels that exist between the nation Israel and the Lord Jesus Christ. That Jesus was the true Israel. Now God said he will establish this covenant. He said, and I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Verse 32 says, it won't be like the covenant I made with your ancestors. On the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. Now you see, when you look at that period, God established a covenant with Moses and the Israelites on Mount Sinai, where he gave them the two tablets of stones that were carrying the Ten Commandments. Are you listening to me? That was when God established that Mosaic covenant with the people of Israel. Now, God is saying that he is going to establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Jacob. And that covenant will not be like the one he established with his people when they were coming from Egypt. So how then will this covenant be? Now when you look at the old covenant that God established with the people of Israel on Mount Sinai, that very day that the covenant was, was made, 3,000 people died. That very day, when Moses descended from the mountain, he saw that the people had used the gold, the silver, that God told them to pick from the land of Egypt so that when they get to the promised land, they will use it to build a tabernacle that they will worship the Lord with. They used that gold to form a calf and they were worshipping it, saying that this is the God that brought us out of Egypt. What? When Moses was coming from the mountain after 40 days and 40 nights in the mountain, when he saw the people worshipping idols, he got angry. He smashed the two tablets of stone. Now the word of the Lord said, after that, there was chaos amongst the people. 3,000 people died that day. What kind of covenant? is this, that on the day of its inception, 
3,000 people are dying. So now God is saying that, no, the covenant I'm about to make is a new covenant. It will never be like the old. Then he went further to say, said, they broke my covenant, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. He said, verse 33, he said, rather, this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws within them and I will write it on their heart. Did you hear that? This time, God will not write it on stones. He will write it in the hearts of the people. The laws of God this time will not be something they will read to people. God will put it in us. Hmm. Hmm. And he said he will write them on our hearts. Then he said, I will be their God and they will be my people. I love verse 30. He said, no longer will a person teach his neighbor or his relative know the Lord. Instead, they will all know me. How? How? <laughs> from the least to the greatest, declares the Lord. Indeed, I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. God never said this to the people of Israel during the old covenant. Because in that old covenant, their sins were just covered. But this time God said, I will intentionally forget the sin of the people who will be in this covenant so that I will remember their sins no more. What? Now, this is the new covenant. This is the reason why I tell you, when you believe in the Lord Jesus, all your sins have been forgiven. I'm not the one saying it. It is the word of God. Are you listening to me? And the reason why God said, this time around, nobody will teach the other person, go and know God. But then everybody will know God is because the very moment you believe in the Lord Jesus and you become a partaker of the covenant, Jesus will give you his spirit. And that is the Holy Ghost. And he is the one that will create that new life of God in you. And it is by the spirit that we know the Lord. So, so long as the Holy Ghost is dwelling on the inside of you, you, are, you, are, you can know God on your own. Are you listening to me? Now, when the Holy Ghost is also at work in you, you don't need ten commandments. He will be the one that will order your steps. He will be the one that will lead you. So the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. So you see, you, might, you will get to a certain point in your walk with God where the Holy Ghost can even tell you that don't eat this kind of food. It is not a law in the Bible. It is not a doctrine. But then the Holy Ghost is the one speaking to you because per the the dictates of your destiny, he is the one that can rule your life in the way that you should go. Are you following? 
And there are many beautiful things that are connected to the new covenant. And if you get to know this, oh, you'll be so blessed. In the times of old, people couldn't even receive dreams and visions from God like the way many of us can receive. It was only certain people that God had appointed who were picking signals from the Spirit of God. The rest were at the Musa. They were just work, walking about doing their own works. But in our time, so long as you have believed in the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God, God Himself, dwelleth on the inside of you. So people of God, it's not about the fact that the thing is biblical or not. The first thing you need to ask yourself whenever something pops up is that does it align with the new covenant? Does it align with the new covenant? Now the Holy Ghost is actually the testator of the new covenant. He is the one that gives the testimony of it. Are you following? And the new covenant began in the blood of Jesus. So even when you go into biblical studies very well, there are many people, I think the other time I made mention of it, and I told you how there is a difference between the New Testament and the New Covenant. I told you how the Testament is the body of literature or the writings around the Covenant. But the Covenant is actually the inception of that journey. Now Jesus, when he took the cup before his crucifixion, he said, this is the new covenant that is in my blood. What he was trying to say is that the new covenant will be ignited in, in his blood. That is when he shares his blood. So it was on the cross that the new covenant began. So the new covenant is hinged in the blood of Jesus. That is why you need to partake of the blood and the body often. Because when you do so, you will keep yourself in the remembrance of the Lord and the covenant that we are joined as with Him. The beautiful thing is, when the Bible says that we are joined as with Christ, what it means is that when the Father was releasing promises on the Son, He, gave the, he told the Son, if you are able to overcome, I will give you this, I will give you my throne, I will give you my kingdom, I will give you that, I will give you that. Now, once you believe in the Lord Jesus, there is also an overcoming assignment that Jesus will give to you. And so long as you are able to overcome, whatever the Father is giving to Christ, you will also receive of it. We are joined as with Him. If this is not, if this does not sound good, and it's, this is why it is called the good news. When you hear it, it looks like it is not true. Are you following? They don't teach us these things. Oh. So we walk in this world as mere men who are trying to make it in life. We are trying to suffer and maybe 
God will show us little mercy, then we make it small. Look at that. Once you believed in the Lord Jesus, the Lord said, you are, you are righteous. Do you know what it means to be righteous? <laughs> Do you know what it means? That you can now stand before God, blameless. You. You can stand before the Lord, blameless. Why? Because you are not coming as Mahamini Akum. You are coming hidden in Christ. Because the covenant is between the Father and Christ. So once you believe in the Lord Jesus, you can, when Jesus is appearing before the Father, you can also appear. It is a covenant. Hallelujah. But we don't know these things. We keep mixing a whole lot of things. You say, eh, by man of God, it is in the Bible that, eh, if you are this and that, then, you see, May the Lord help us. There are some judgmental men of God who don't want to hear what I'm saying. Because when they hear it, they will start fighting it right now. Because every point in time, some people want you to know that you are suffering because of the wrong things you have done. It is a possibility. But it's not all the time. Are you listening to me? Some people are too judgmental. In fact, there are some people, if God gives them the chance to show mercy, they will never show one cry to themselves. Because there is no mercy in them. I'm telling you. Some people cannot forgive at all, at all, at all. You do them something wrong today, that will be the end. You can beg and beg and they will never listen. Because they are too legal. And if this happens, then it means that is the end of it. Too, too, too rigid and hard. <laughs> and you see, most of these kinds of people, eh? They will get harder ones who will, who will teach them lessons. So you need to rightly divide the word of truth. Are you following? Sometimes when I begin to listen to some pastors and the way they talk about the Bible, Especially going to the side of end times. This is why many men of God don't speak about the end times. Eh? And I hope you know what I'm talking about. They will swim end times right now. They won't even go to the book of Revelation. There's a problem somewhere. Because you see, when it comes to the book of Revelation, if you don't have understanding from the beginning, you cannot talk about the matters of the end. And this is where the problem is when it comes to the interpretation of the book of Revelation. 
because many people don't know the foundation but they're trying to talk about the roof and they don't know there are certain buildings the kind of foundation that has been built will determine the kind of roofing sheet you can use don't you know that there are some buildings before you roof them you would need some wooden structures before you can put roof on them some of them you would need some metallic you know structures it is based on the kind of foundation and the pillars that are in that building that you would know whether to use metals or wood so if you don't know the beginning which is the foundation forget the end and that's what many people are doing so you see they read something about the beast in the Bible. And many, many years ago, George Bush said his car is called the beast. They said, mm, then he's the one. Then George Bush is the Antichrist. When George Bush left the throne and the President Obama came, because Obama was also using the same car, they said, mm, then Obama is the Antichrist. Then after that, Donald Trump came and said, mm, he is, right now, Joe Biden is here, they are saying he is the Antichrist. What kind of a bomb is that? Is that what your Bible is teaching? The Bible that cannot be clear on the matters of, what, what is wrong with us? Huh? This is a news be empire, especially some of the evangelists. This one is a hurricane, be a siwaha. Yesu bo, see a kind. See Yesu ba, say in the basi, Master, you don't have a message. Go and sit down and study. It's very painful, very, very painful. And you see, the most painful part is that many, not a Christopher, so Christians are afraid. So, hmm, yeah, so earthquake, oh, then it means yeah, we are about to, the, the world is coming to an end. Ah, ah, ah. So right now you are using earthquake as a means to say that the world is coming to an end. Why have you thrown your Bible away? In fact, an evangelist was preaching and said, Jesus can come at any time, even now as I'm talking to you, now. And a prophet met that evangelist's son and prophesied to him that the Lord said, in the next 23 years, you are going to be one of the great people that God will raise in your generation. So the son of the evangelist came to the father and said, Daddy, today a prophet prophesied to me that in the next 23 years. But then the evangelist was also preaching that Jesus can come today. So now the evangelist and the prophet, who is speaking the truth? Because they are all saying, God said, God said.
May the Lord help us. Because you've not even read the scriptures to know the coming of the Lord. If not, and they've not been able to rightly divide the word of truth. May the Lord help us. For example, There are some statements that Jesus made in his time that he was actually talking to direct people in his time. Are you following me? Now, in the book of Matthew chapter 24, in fact, this is one of the chapters in the Bible that most of the evangelists use to talk about the end times. The Spirit of the Lord came upon you. The Holy Ghost sent from heaven. But one of the things we need to understand here is that We shouldn't forget the audience that Jesus was speaking to in the first place. Because if we forget the audience, we will miss a lot of things. Are you listening to me? Now, this is the Lord Jesus who has come to the scene. And he came to do one thing to fulfill the law and the prophets. Don't forget that. Because many of us don't even know why Jesus came. So relax and listen carefully. The word of the law says that Jesus, he came to fulfill the law and the prophets. In the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, the Bible says, this is Jesus speaking and he's telling the people of Israel, do 
therefore not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy them. Said, I didn't come to destroy them, but to fulfill them. I did not come to destroy them, but to fulfill them. This is because all that the prophets prophesied about and all that the law actually has made mention of, everything is about Jesus. Are you following? So Jesus actually came to fulfill the law and the prophets. And I've told you that the Old Testament is made up of the laws and the prophets. Then some other writings. So Jesus came so that all that the prophets have prophesied about him will be fulfilled. And that all that is written in the law will be fulfilled through him. He did not come to destroy it. For that reason, we need to understand that when Jesus was on the earth, his mission was to fulfill the law and the prophets. That is why he actually came to Israel specifically because that was the place where the prophets prophesied concerning him and the place where the law was given now jesus said when we go into the law there were laws that were written by moses and i've already told you that there were about 630 laws that was given to the children of Israel and they were divided into sections he had ceremonial laws for example when you are coming to the end of the year every Israelite is supposed to bring a lamb for the family the lamb must be a male that is one law the lamb must be without blemish that is second law the lamb must be of the firstborn so these things were laws, but they were ceremonial laws because they were laws that governed the ceremonies. Then they would have civil laws. The laws that had to deal with the issues between people. Are you listening to me? So when you put all these laws together, together with the Ten Commandments, they had 613. And according to the book of James, if you break one of the laws, you have broken all. <laughs> hey! So if you bring a lamb and they realize that the lamb has a defect in the liver, liver or liver, which is an internal organ that you cannot see. If they realize that the lamb has an issue in the liver, what it means is that you have broken that law. And because you have broken that law, you have broken all the other laws, including do not worship any other God apart from me. That means you have worshipped another God. You have fornicated. You have murdered. You have done all those things. There was no single man who could even fulfill the laws. So Jesus came 
to fulfill all the demands of the law and also to fulfill what the prophets have prophesied concerning him. So that in his fulfillment, once we believe in him, we have also fulfilled it. Now we need to also understand that Jesus, in the book of John, the word of the Lord says that Jesus looked at the temple and said, this temple that you see, I will break it into pieces and build it in three days. And the people got angry. And they said, we used 49 years to build this temple and you just want to destroy it and build it in three days. What are you talking about? And the Bible said they did not know that he was talking about the temple of his own body. That means that the temple that was built in Israel was a shadow of the true temple, which is the body of Christ. So if now the body of Christ has come, then there, will be, there wouldn't be any need for that other temple. Are, are you getting the point? So all that the people were supposed to do was that they were supposed to believe in the Lord Jesus and they would do away with all these um, killing of lambs and because Jesus has become the Passover lamb of God who has taken away our sins according to the book of John chapter 1 verse 29. The Bible said whilst John the Baptist was baptizing the people he saw Jesus coming and he said here comes the lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. So Jesus is the Lamb of God and he was sacrificed once and for all so that our belief in him means that our sins have been forgiven. We don't need to bring any lamb before God. And the beautiful thing is that he was our high priest. And aside that, in the book of the Revelation of Jesus chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, he has also made us priests and kings. So now we are all priests. This is the beauty of the new covenant. This was what God wanted to do from the beginning when he met Moses, but the people didn't allow. God wanted to raise a kingdom of priests unto himself, but the people didn't allow because of their unbelief. And that resulted in that old covenant that they, they engaged themselves in. Now the Bible said, Jesus has come, he's now fulfilling the demands. Now, his body is the temple, believe in him and he'll be part of this temple. Some people did not believe. And because the true power of God and the glory of God has already left that temple, I hope you all remember that the day Jesus gave up the ghost, the Bible said, the veil that was separating the holy place from the most holy place got torn from top to down, such that the most holy place that only the high priest could enter once in a year. Only the high priest knew that which was there. The very day Jesus died, the veil got torn and the whole place got open. So people who were walking outside saw the place. What it simply means is that now we all have become priests knowing the secrets of the law. So the glory of God that was now on the Ark of the Covenant has left the place. And it has now come to be in one person. Once you believe in that person, that glory will come and reside in you. But still, the people did not believe that. So even though the glory had left the most holy place, the people were still entering the 
holy place and the most holy place, bringing all manner of sacrifices. And because they were doing this against the Lord, Jesus prophesied that there is going to be a doom on them if they don't repent and come to him. And that doom became the greatest ever in this world. It is actually the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. And when Jesus was prophesying about the doom that will happen, he made mention of something. He said to, he was talking to the people, the disciples, and he was telling them, this Jerusalem you find yourself here, it is about to be destroyed. And it will be so serious and severe. People will die. All because they have not chosen to believe in me. But you, my people, who believe in me, I'm telling you this. There will be certain signs that will show for you to know that this Jerusalem is about to be destroyed. When you see those signs, that is not the end of Jerusalem. But then it means the end is getting close. But there is one of the signs that will happen. Once you hear of it, run away. Because the end is so close. And what was that sign? Matthew 24, verse 15. Jesus said, When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. <laughs> Jesus said there is something called the abomination of desolation. When you see it, run away. If you are in Judea, he didn't say run, he said flee to the mountains. Because if you joke and you stay there for less than a second, you will die. And what is this abomination of desolation? Now, in the times of old, abomination was actually a term that was given to the worship of idols. Whenever the children of Israel worshipped Baal and other gods instead of the God of Israel, they have committed abomination. Are you listening to me? But then this time around, the Bible said, this abomination is called the abomination of desolation. Now, this desolation, we are speaking of an abomination that will leave the land desolate. In the tree, they said, a chiwadia, a bo or mine. A bo, a say or mine. A chiwadia, a say or mine. And what was that? He said, when you see the abomination of desolation, standing in the holy place. Now, once you hear of the holy place, we are talking about the second phase of the temple. Are you getting it? Good. The chief said, it is a muhunu e chiwadia e bo my noa. U di for dan your kaye no. Se ejina kunkrum bi anoa. Ye ore kaino mumanun tiasi. Because something happened. Whenever the children of Israel worship another God, it is an abomination. And mostly when that happens, God would destroy the land by causing another nation 
to come and take them to captivity. Mostly that's what God does. But this time around, the Bible said this abomination of desolation will be standing in the holy place. And in the times of old, according to Jewish history, what happened was that the Roman Empire, who was the rulers of the whole world by then, wanted to rule over Israel, but the people said they would not give up with their temple worship. Meanwhile, Jesus had created a new way that they were all supposed to pass through. And they decided, no, they would still cling to that old way. So Jesus, the power of God, the glory of God was not in that temple anymore. So when the people were still giving to this worship, the Bible said, and according to Jewish history, there was an encampment of the entire Roman army around Jerusalem one night. They were asleep. And when they entered, one of the soldiers entered into the holy place, which was meant only for the priests. He did not even end there. He went straight to the most holy place and he got a pig because he knew that they used the blood of a lamb to sprinkle the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. But he carried a pig to the most holy place. And according to the laws that God gave to the Israelites, a pig was an unclean animal. When they took that pig there, they slaughtered the pig and sprinkled the blood of the pig on the mercy seat. Eh? Now, this is what we call the abomination of desolation. Then Jesus said, when you see that this is happening, flee. If you are in Judea, flee to the mountains. Because what it means is that a massacre is about to happen. And according to Jewish history, there was a serious massacre where over 2 million people, Jews, died. Over 2 million Jews. You could not enter Jerusalem and see a background. Everywhere was covered with blood. Now, this was supposed to happen also to the disciples. But because Jesus gave them the signs and showed them what will happen, they were able to run away. And that is how come we still have the gospel. But they would have been dead without the gospel reaching us. Are you following? Now, let me ask you this question. If you read this verse, that the Bible says, when you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, let him that read it understand. Let those that are in Judea flee to the mountains. How will you apply this scripture to the end time preaching that the evangelists preach in our days? How will you apply this verse to ourselves? It's just a simple question. This has become quiet. (laughs) 
the Lord has laid something on my heart to talk about the end times. And I'm going to start this in October. We are going to move with, with rocketing speed. And we are going to complete the whole book of Revelation. Hallelujah. And we should get ready. That some of you will, will throw away the things you have believed. We will just go by the scriptures. The Bible said no, no scripture is of private interpretation. You can't come and take um, Joe Biden's the beast car and say because, because of that, and then Joe Biden is Antichrist. You are not serious. You see the number of people who. <laughs> In fact, there are people when they see a car whose number plate is 666 on fraud. Da. Why late for the interview? Grab on fraud. This is a loser. You man. It's a bonkrain. It's a bonkrain. It's a bonkrain. write 666 on my forehead now and get out. Every Christian will run away from me. I hear quite some of you because mm, see a kind of suffering. You will not even believe again. Some of you here will. Right now, dear, me is 666. Me, 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 I'm telling you, if you don't study God's word, this is what you will do to yourself. So you see, we have we, I know a lot of people eh, who who just for fame and trending will do some strange things. There is no spirit involved. But they'll do it, and Christians will be tagging them. <laughs> Some people just want to trend. And that's what we are seeing in our, in our time now, I'm telling you. That's what we are seeing. COVID here by and someone as of will be kind of grab your giant. And you say, card be back, the best show in some, it'll be a show, mama, so In fact, they even started it with this thing. You see, mostly when you buy some things, eh, maybe when the thing is in a box, you have a certain barcode at the back. And they, that's a lines, lines B. Before the QR code key, you have something they call barcode. You, you said that one was 66. If you buy anything and you, you have barcode on it, 66, don't buy. Intellecting, maybe poetry, on long lifting for 15 years. You are not serious. You are not a milk, maybe poetry. So, you milk, you are milk. Because milk is 66.
Now, what I'm talking to you about, eh, it sounds funny because at least you know a little truth. It was not like that in those days. Oh. In fact, some men of God even preached that TV is called the black box of, the, of Satan. Black box. TV, television. So a whole church, no be any TV or sorry wrong. A whole church. Right now, that man of God has a TV station. So what about those who believed and died? In fact, they even said Facebook, Instagram, and all those things are 666. So there are men of God who are not using Facebook and any other thing, YouTube and those things, or anything. Covered by, you know, the hair. machines, I can say. When they saw that men of God were using Podbean, YouTube, Facebook, and some, some, some even said Podbean is Satan. Podbean is Satan 6. Podbean, no. The beans are there, then the beans are there. Beans are saying, the beans are going to say 6. The beans are 6 in the air. Hey! To Podbean is 6 6. I know that some of you, that's what you've been doing. Let me read a memo. Especially those of you who attend Seventh-day Adventist Church. Mostly that's your issue. Right now, yes. Right now the issue is on artificial intelligence. That AI. There's six. six. Let me tell you, okay, whether you like it or yes, eh, this world will advance in technology. A time we can we get cars that will fly. Cars are it too. We say them rooms are. No man, no one man, no But we definitely get cars that will fly. Oh, very, very soon. It won't be long. I know that one. Some Christians won't fraud that because a bar. But when these double-decker buses came. You see, we used to believe in some of these things. You see, those times me, I was a literal Bible preacher. I was a serious evangelist. I remember those times, Kenya is close to um, Garden, Garden City and University. Radia. One of my sisters was staying there. You come home at Chenya for Bible. You preach. We had no four. What would you me? Yes, Then I loved a certain verse from the book of Zephaniah. Now, verse near me. The first day I read it, the thing entered me fear, power fear. Said their bodies will fall like dung. He said, when, when, the cow poops and the way that the, the people will fall to the ground, bam! That is how the bodies of people will be falling. <laughs> oh, so much attendance. That verse, when I go out to preach, don't broadcast. 
nenu ni edi jina so onua temu obi ba ne ba no jai wonim ha we be putting fear in the hearts of people at dawn ni pa ukran se se ne daya oso ye mpo wo bre asofo I was a serious preacher. She was a massive evangelist. Those times, yeah, 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 yeah. Some of you don't know. You wouldn't be here. Yeah, you're right there. But when light began to shine on me, I said, "Yeah, God forgive me." So all those people, pa. What have I done to their destinies? If I used to, I used to preach against ladies wearing trousers. Ready? Let me preach now. Your bounce jeans, no abetchem. This a way here. You have to vanish. Your whole work will change. You can't walk in front of. Unti min nante unko we nimbi. See the messiah preaching one. Bible calls the gospel the gospel of peace. We are so dear, and they bring you out. Now, me and I may preach in the corner, we are so dear. Me and I are so dear. That Bible is how beautiful are the feet of them who preach the gospel. Me, they be feet in there. Now, it was so it was so ugly because I was not having any gospel of peace. Now, I know what I'm talking. Oh, you don't get it. You say not so far back. Again, say me fit a beautiful arm and may the good news we pray. The Bible said, as good news is to the heart of a thirsty soul, as waters to the heart of a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. They may bow him and as again say, in the mere same crudging, I dare some dear brother neighbor who they wouldn't me. I'm a banana, me chili, a botana, I'm a neighbor. You, you better run. <laughs> May the Lord help us. Amen. When God began to open my eyes on someone, I said, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hey! How did we get here? Because that's the problem. We heard men of God preaching these things. So we, we just took them and we started preaching. And that's, that's one of our biggest problems. We don't take time to sit down to study the word of God. In fact, when God began to help me in the scriptures, you see, in my, me, in my life, I didn't like the Bible like that. Me, I was a prophet. You know, as a prophet, there are least you should just preach for five minutes and you can start prophesying. We were just looking for some two verses that everybody try and hunker across, so they just come and say something and go. Hey! But then one time, 
when God began to teach me, so he said, a prophet, a true prophet is not even the one that prophesies, mentioning names and things. That is a function of a gift called word of knowledge. A true prophet is the one that can reveal the heart and the mind of God to his generation. Not only through prophecy, but also through that which is written in the scriptures. That is why every true prophet must be a teacher. Every true prophet must be a teacher. You need to reveal the heart and the mind of God. That is why it will only take true prophets who are teachers to kind of explain the book of Revelation to us, else we will miss it. I'm telling you the truth. It will take true prophets who are standing on the wings of the teaching to reveal to us the very true mind and heart of God from the book of Revelation. Because what we see written there, if you try to go to it with your normal understanding, you will kill people. You will destroy people. And only God knows the number of interpretations that we have in the Bible, especially the Bible prophecies. I'm telling you, strange interpretations. Strange. You don't even know where some of the people got their interpretations from. When God told me that, I said, oh Lord, help me. It was when God began to teach me some of these things. When God started sending angels to me to help me understand some things. There are moments I will be lifted and they will take me to a long, a high place in the heavens where I will see only clouds and I will be sitting on a cloud with an angel. And the angel will be speaking to me about things. So at the very moment, the name of somebody in the Bible pops up from my mouth. The person will just be right before me. And God began to help me with a lot of understanding. And some of the things that the Lord taught me, that most of them, there is a restriction on them. I cannot save them. Can you all hear me please? Is it okay now, please? Let me give you a quick overview, then I pray for some few people, then we close and meet this evening. Listen to me. In the Bible, when you start reading the account of the creation of God, something happened. God started creating the world, creating everything, and the word of the Lord said, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, the word of the Lord spoke about all the other things that God created and everything. But then, in verse 26, the Bible spoke, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible spoke about God creating an entity called man. 
And this entity, God said, is going to create that entity in his image and then in his likeness. So God was creating that entity in two dimensions. First, in the image and second, in the likeness. Then the word of the Lord spoke about God creating man in his image. Then later in Genesis 2, verse 7, the Bible spoke about God forming the body of the man in his likeness. Now, along the line in Genesis chapter 3, the Bible spoke of how God gave a commandment to man that Satan came in the form of a snake to deceive them, for them to even miss that glory. And the very moment they ate, they fell. Now, we didn't even know how they fell. But later, Paul told the Roman church in the book of Romans chapter 3 verse 23, that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That was when we understood that when we sinned in the garden, we lost God's glory and we fell short. So if the glory was at 100, we came to 5%. So we have lost 95% of God's glory. But then the Lord in his wisdom decided that he was going to bring the Lord Jesus Christ who will restore that glory to humanity. But because humanity, man had authority and glory over all things, the day man fell, it affected all things. So the Bible also speaks in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 19 and 20, when Paul is saying that because of the falling of man, all creation has also been subjected to vanity. And all creation are waiting so that man will now be lifted to the place of glory. So that all the creation that were also subjected to vanity will now come out of vanity to their glorious places. So that all things will now come to the place as they used to be. Are you following? Can you all hear me, please? Good. Now, if this is what has happened to the creation of God, such that right now, things don't appear as they used to be. Things have changed. Everything has been subjected to vanity. Everything is now without any... any if you look at things, you can't really pick out the true meaning why God made those things. But then... The true meaning of creation will come out when men 
who fell in glory has now been lifted to that place of glory. So it is in our rising that all creation will also rise. So the Bible said, for the next expectation of the creature, wait for the manifestation of the sons of God. So trees, river bodies, mountains, and all those places that wickedness and evil spirits have taken charge of, they are all waiting for man to now be lifted to the place of glory so that they will be free. The Bible said, for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope. Verse 21. Verse 21. So all the creation in this world, the creatures have been subjected to vanity, not because they wanted to, but because man who had authority over them has lost his authority and they were all also subjected to vanity. But the word of the Lord says that now the creature is waiting. Said, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Look at this one. The creature itself, mountains will be delivered. Water bodies will be delivered. You can't use Antoine to kill any human being again. A time is coming when even the creatures will also be delivered. Are you getting my point? Now, if this is what happened in the beginning, how we lost all things and everything was subjected to vanity, you should then know that the end will be how God will reverse everything and bring it back to its rightful order. Is that not so? So why are they telling you certain things that do not link with the, the beginning? This is the whole plan of scripture. If you don't sit down to study, you will not even know what the Bible is talking about. So definitely the book of Revelation should let you know how God is bringing man to the place of glory and how all things are going to be restored and how the Satan and his people who brought men and all creation into vanity will be dealt with. This is the whole issue. This is the whole issue. Then the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. This is in your Bible. Still, they are not telling you. And they are not telling you a certain president will come and he will be the, the beast, except him. Where, where from all these nonsense things? Huh? May the Lord help us. In the month of October, we are going to deal with the end times. So I've already told you, when you read the book of Genesis, what actually began and how things, you know, manifested in the book of Genesis, God is bringing restoration to all things. So when you read the book of Genesis chapter 6, the Bible spoke about when certain beings who were in heaven came to the earth, slept with women, and they gave birth to Nephilim and the people of this world became 
wicked in their heart. And these beings who were the watchers wanted to go back to heaven. God had to bind them in regions of the underworld. All these beings, God is going to bring a rightful judgment to them when the time is due for the glorious liberty of the children of God. That there's, a, there's, there's a reason why the word is glorious because we are going to receive our glorious bodies. And the very day we receive our glorious bodies, we have been glorified. And once we are glorified, everything that is connected to us will also receive glory. And that will be the total restoration of the universe. Hallelujah. Is this not, is, is this not beautiful? This is the reason when you even read the scriptures, eh? When you go into the book of Revelation, there are different, there's how God has arranged things. He is letting you know what will happen to Satan, what will happen to his demons, how men will come out of this bondage of death and decay and become glorious and how the universe, everything will also become glorious again. Now, God is telling us everything one by one by one by one so that we will not miss it. And God, the Bible is telling us that some a certain being known as Antichrist will come. And even when John was speaking about that, he said there are many Antichrists that have gone out. And what is the Antichrist? Somebody who is trying to mimic Christ or make himself like Christ. Are you following? And what is this whole Antichrist thing? John said, many antichrists have come. Many. So it is not now that the antichrist is about to come. The antichrist is there and it has always been. And it will still be. Just as Jesus said, I am the one who was, who is, and who is to come. That is the same way the antichrist is manifesting his works. He was, he is, and is to come. So when we speak of the was, how was the antichrist manifesting himself? The Antichrist is mimicking the Christ. So everything that looks like Christ, that the Antichrist is trying to mimic, you can quickly pick it. In the book of Genesis chapter 11, the Bible spoke of a certain man by name Nimrod, who gathered all the people of the earth and said to them, let us build a tower whose top might reach to the heavens so that we will get a name for ourselves. And the word of the Lord said, God came down when he saw the people building that tower because the name of the Lord is a strong tower so the people were trying to mimic the name of God and this name of God was given to Christ when he completed his redemptive assignment when the Bible said God has given him a name that is above every other name that at the name Jesus every knee bows it was not Jesus that God gave to Jesus it was the father's name which is Yahweh that the Father gave to Jesus. He infused the power of the name Yahweh in Jesus. So even if you mention Jesus, it is the power that is backing the Father's name that will be at work through that name. Even though the name is not just to be mentioned, the name is a place. Because the Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it. And you see, so God's name is a place. Are you listening to me? So the people were also building a tower to get a name for themselves. They were trying to mimic exactly something about their Christ. 
And when God, the Bible says God brought confusion among the people. And that word confusion there is the word Babel. That was where this whole thing of Babylon began. And the Bible said when Nimrod and the people got scattered, he gathered the people and he started a kingdom called the Assyria kingdom. So the first kingdom that ever, you know, came to the earth was called the Assyrian kingdom. And it began with one man called Nimrod. Now according to Jewish history, when this man even died, by then he was, he was married to a woman. And he had not even had intimacy. But after a few months, the woman came out to say that the spirit of her husband came to sleep with her in a dream and she has conceived. And she gave birth to a boy that they call him Tammuz, which means savior. And that Tammuz had a sign and that sign was the sign of the cross that we see. Now, can't you see they are trying to mimic the whole story of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ? This is where this Antichrist thing began. And this Antichrist thing is passing through certain dimensions. So now as I'm talking to you, the Antichrist is. And what is the Antichrist? We can look at the ancient Antichristic manifestation to know how the Antichrist is also manifesting now. Now, in the ancient thing, they were building a tower. And they said they are building the tower so that the top of it will be in the sky. What they were trying to say is that they were going to conjure the powers of the stars, the moon and the sun, and put it on top of the tower. So that they will be empowered by the powers of these dimensions. Now, in our time now, we see certain people who will build a place of meeting and they will build a tower in that place and they will put a, a moon and a star inside and we still don't know what is happening we still don't know what is happening in fact Islam is saying that it is peace because the word Islam means peace meanwhile Jesus Yeshua is actually the Prince of Peace is the one that gives us peace. So whatever Jesus is, Islam is trying to mimic it. Meanwhile, Islam frowns against Jesus as God. That means that the Islam we have now, in the ancient times, it was the Assyrian kingdom. And definitely, it will be the Assyrian kingdom at the end. Are you listening to me? So you need, if you sit down to understand some of these things, you will quickly know what is happening. But many of us don't want to sit down to study. We are just trying to bring out certain things from the outside world. BBC, CNN, Hurricane, or Florida, If I catch you eh, as a pastor, that's why you will not come to EMI to come and preach. What are you coming to preach? These things. 
May the Lord help us. I said, may the Lord help us. So if you see that this is how the beginning began, then you will know how the end will end. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't bring any external thing into the interpretation of the Bible. There is something God is up to. And he has shown us how the end will be. So we need to look at it and learn and understand. Now because the end is not necessarily the now, God will definitely speak to us through symbols and signs. And we would need his spirit to help us to understand some of these things. How the Bible even spoke about 666 and still we don't understand. And many people don't know that when you go to Saudi Arabia, when you go to Mecca specifically, it is the holy city of the antichristic order. They are trying to make everything look like Jerusalem. In fact, do you know that even Muslims, they also have their end times prophecies? Muslims, they have their end time prophecies. They have, they have is Islamic eschatology. And according to their end time prophecies, they are, they are supposed to end in Jerusalem. So Jerusalem is actually the place where they are going. Are you following? Why are they going to Jerusalem? What is there? The Lord will help us. And grant us great grace. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I'm just trying to let your eyes be open. So that you will know. When you, when you read from the beginning of the Bible, Genesis. The Bible spoke about Eden. The Bible spoke about the paradise which is Eden. The Bible spoke about the tree of life. The Bible spoke about a river. The Bible spoke, you see, when you read the book of Revelation, the Bible is making mention of the same thing. How if you overcome, God will give you the tree of life to eat of it, the, the river of life, everything. And still, we don't want to put Genesis and Revelation side by side to know what God is doing. We separate the book of Revelation from the whole Bible and try to bring external things to interpret it. That's our problem. There is something that God started that did not end in the way he, he prepared it. But he's changing it to suit his plan. And that is what the end is all about. How God is changing things to suit his glorious plan. That is the end. And that is what we call the revelation of Jesus Christ. The unveiling of the Lord Jesus. Are you listening to me? In fact, I love this because this is what makes me a true prophet. <laughs> Amen. I love, <laughs> I love this one. I love this one. I love their gift and the flow of the anointing. They are all beautiful. But to be able to interpret the symbols, the signs that speaks of the heart of God. I love this. You know, some of you don't like teachings. You know, like me who say soon soon will say yes, no, amen, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right, the Lord bless us and keep all of us strong. 
in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Oh, October is going to be a glorious month. Just because of the matters of the end times. And I will take time. We will go through everything bit by bit. Hallelujah. The Lord will help us. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There is somebody listening to me who had a dream not long ago, about two weeks ago. Within a space of two weeks, yes. You had a dream and in the dream, it looked like you were walking somewhere but you were naked. I want to pray for you. Any disgrace that the enemy is bringing to your life, may the Lord help you and set you free. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May you be delivered from that kind of disgrace. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May the favor of the Lord locate you wherever you are. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Evans, may the Lord empower you. On this special day of your life, I pray for the increase of God's anointing over your destiny. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you and favor you all in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Jen, Jen Kansi, the Lord said, get ready, he's about to favor you. You have been praying, you have been praying for the fruit of the womb for long. And the Lord said, I should speak to you and tell you. That congratulations, he has sent your twins in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I saw in the spirit that when your mother conceived you, you were two. I saw when your mother conceived you, you were two. So you came forth with another lady from your mother's womb. And the Lord is ministering to me. The same way your mother gave birth you as a twin that is the same way he's bringing forth twins out of your womb in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus whatever the Lord has purposed for your life let me be made manifest receive that miracle children in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus amen thank you Holy Spirit thank you Holy Spirit Thank you, Holy Spirit. Please let me pass this message across quickly before I forget. We are starting um, diaspora meetings. We are going to call them cell meetings. Are you following? That is why I was asking you where you find yourself, those of you outside Ghana. Uh So, um, those of you in New York, those of you in New York, contact my son, the Royal Dakar Prince. Contact my son, the Royal Dakar Prince. Let him know where exactly you find yourselves. And let him know. So that we will know if you are a bit close. Then you can talk and know the exact thing that will help all of you. If it's just for an hour, 
you can meet but then you can start with online meetings as well are you following that's emi cell meetings if you are in texas um, you will contact my daughter lydia contact my daughter lydia and um, let us know how everything is going to be so please i will i'll put your contacts on the whatsapp platforms so that if you are in texas you can just contact them hallelujah if you are in new jersey you contact my daughter bold jen if you are in new jersey you contact my daughter bold jen those of you in uk if you are in northampton you contact you contact um, my dear sister Mamia Jiwa. If you are in Northampton, you contact my dear sister Mamia. If you are in Milton Keys, you contact my daughter um, Anointed Gift. So I will just post their contacts there. If you are in Nigeria, uh, you will contact my son Frank Abiodali. If you are in Nigeria, Hallelujah. If I in Kaswa, stay there. Thank you very much. Amen. Okay, so if you are in, if you find yourself in any of the states in the United Arab Emirates, then um, I'll send one of my sons contact to the platform. If you are in Dubai, if you are in Abu Dhabi, um, wherever you find yourself in the UAE, you also contact one of my sons. Hallelujah. And God willing, next year, right from January, we are starting um, Diaspora Eagles Conference. Hallelujah. God willing, next year, right from January, we are starting Diaspora Eagles Conference. It's going to be an amazing experience. Hallelujah. And yes, if you are in Canada, you contact my my daughter um, Sandra. I also share her contact Thank in the WhatsApp the platform. Hallelujah. So we will be coming with the full power of the Holy Ghost, and the Lord will be doing amazing things in our midst. Amen. So please get yourself prepared. We will be at your place any moment from now the lord will help all of us and this is going to be the beginning of the glorious things that he will do with those leaders that the lord is electing to be the people so please get ready hallelujah if you are in italy we will know how to connect all of you to the leadership board so please let's get ready amen the Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. It is my prayer that whatever the Lord has purposed for your destiny, you will surely walk in it in Jesus' precious mighty name. You will do greatly well. Please, at exactly 7 p.m. Holy Ghost time, we are meeting right here for a time of prophetic training and we are going to dive into the matters guardian angels so please make sure you join us please if you have not listened to the message on how to know your guardian angel go and download it and listen to it that is just the foundation 
will now go in the place. May the Lord bless us and help all of us in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord bless you. We will meet at exactly 7 p.m. Holy Ghost time. Lord bless you all. Shalom. Bye-bye. We are still left with some few um, pod points to go. I think we have like 2,000 pod points to go. So please, let's keep throwing in the pod points. Please, let's keep throwing in the pod points. Today is the last day of the month. The Lord bless you all. We shall meet this evening at exactly 7 p.m. Holy Ghost time. Shalom. Bye-bye. Yes.